Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside, and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you and allow others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give to you and the people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and bring some positivity into your day. So welcome to this episode for young people and the young at heart. This is the third episode in our mini-series about body image and the negative impact that the pressure of other people, media, social media, magazines and the movies can have on our view of ourselves and especially how it's affecting the confidence, self-worth and health of young people. Last week we were exploring where it all began, like the pressure who created these unrealistic standards and why? Why would they do that and why are they perpetuating it? And today you're going to really get more than a little bit of insight and a whole great big dollop of inspiration as we are going to hear from someone who knows firsthand the impact that comparing yourself to others and falling into the trap of comparing is despairing, right? We always fall short of the mark. What impact that can have. Just before I introduce her to you, I should add a little warning to give you the heads up that as part of her experience and our conversation, we will be discussing eating disorders and self-harm. I am delighted to be joined today by Chloe. Hello. Sitting in the sunshine. (laughs) Yeah, I'm loving it. (laughs) Who's going to share with us her experience and the pressure of body image and its impact on her life and out the other side so I am delighted to welcome you to the spot to your success Chloe. Thank you so much I'm really really happy to be talking about it because I think it's super important especially to hear someone's story who's struggled with body image and then come out the other side of it because I think that when you're in it um, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel you just think you're going to be struggling forever and it's not like that and it doesn't have to be like that. Thank you. So tell us a bit about who you are right now, and then I'm going to take you back in time, get my time machine out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right now, I am 23. I, well, I am in ways quite similar to the person I was back then. Um, So I've always loved reading um, films. I love the cinema and I really love the gym um, and that's something that's developed through my journey is that I'm really into the gym and I love fitness. Um, not so healthy eating, not so much, but the gym, <laughs> the gym. Yeah, I, I love the gym and fitness. Um, I used to be really into running, which I'm trying to get back into as well. Um, and I really enjoy being around my friends and family too. I really value those relationships. So that's who you are today. Take you back in time to what age? Oh, see, I was was sitting down last night and I was trying to think where it all sort of began. And I would say maybe when I was like 13 or 14, because that's when I remember getting dragged into social media for the first time. So I got dragged into stuff like Facebook and Twitter and stuff a little bit earlier than that. But those weren't really the points where I recognized some issues coming up. It was when I joined Tumblr. 
And I think that when we think about social media and body image today, we associate it with like Instagram and YouTube and stuff. But back when I was, I sound like so old, don't I? Back when I was, uh, back when I was. 12 13 14 it was tumblr which is like a blogging website and that was where i first started to see lots of damaging and harmful content about bodies and body image and i think that's where it all started i think it put a seed in my mind which i didn't realize was there and then i started to because i've always loved reading as i said and watching films i started to consume other media that kind of triggered an issue with body image if that makes sense so I'd seen all these posts on tumblr which kind of romanticized body image and and eating disorders and having issues with your body image so I actually went back onto my tumblr archive last night to look at some of the stuff that I was sort of reposting and like it, it was just like these pictures of girls and images depicting wanting to be skinny and thin and have the perfect body. And, you know, they had like black and white filters on and these captions that romanticized it all. And I think that seeing those, I was a bit like, oh, like people have these issues with their bodies. I, I don't have that. Yeah. And I think it sort of put something in there. And then I, I, I read a couple of books that were obviously kind of meant to be helpful depicting how eating disorders and body image issues can develop in young girls. But I think that was, that was a triggering point for me, which I didn't realise would happen. But because I'd sort of been consuming all this stuff, it was just like building up and building up and building up. And I had no idea that it would eventually end up in me having an eating disorder and having problems with my body image. And it was, I look back and I just wish I'd sort of grabbed myself on the shoulders and been like don't look at that like you don't need to be part of all the the hype around having body issues because it it was like a trend to have an eating disorder on tumblr people had like blogs that were fully like centered around body image and struggling Mm. with your weight and self-harm and it was awful and I look back now and I'm like how was that ever allowed to be on the internet it wasn't regulated and it's it's really difficult to regulate still but I I look back and I feel so awful for myself just because I got swept up in this cycle of people romanticizing body image and negative body image like a negative mindset of your body image and it it breaks my heart that I kind of got swept up into that yeah and I think you make a great point of it's meant to be raising awareness and it's meant to be helpful. And actually, it's had for you had the opposite effect. Mm. You remind me of Tumblr. Gosh, I'd forgotten all about Tumblr. Because yeah. <laughs> what you're describing is uh, my youngest daughter is 22. So you're very similar age. And I remember now, I forgot all about that, her talking about Tumblr and, and all the awful images that were on there. And um, her how easily she could have been swept away by that as well Mm. it was just kind of like on that borderline which way will she go will she be horrified and walk away will she be sucked into it Uh, and so um, whether it's tumblr today or instagram or whatever social media it still is uh, whether today it's more about the awareness around mental health that is also Mm -hmm. sucking people into oh is that me I recognize those symptoms in me do I have something wrong with me maybe I do because all these people 
and how we can get caught up in it. So I think that was really insightful. So do continue. You kind of were unfortunately you didn't get you didn't take yourself by the shoulders and say don't look at it. You carried on no, looking at it. I did, yeah. So I was seeing all these images and I read a couple of books about um people who had bad relationships with body image and I think it kind of spiraled from there. I actually ended up um I've struggled a lot with um self-harm around that time as well because I got into a cycle of just like self-loathing and I didn't know how to deal with it so I took it out on my on myself and um I don't know I think it was I just got way too into it all so I was seeing all these images I was reading these books I watched a lot of films as well that romanticized body image um and it was awful and then I ended up actually having a, a side blog on tumblr that was like completely dedicated to all these harmful images and that was all that I would post because it at the time it made me feel at home that people were feeling the same as me when actually it was just making me worse and worse and worse so there were actually like images of people like harming themselves on there um people you know very very slim like unhealthily slim on there um people with like tape measures around their waists um and all that it just it destroyed me and i think consuming the books and the films and stuff it just it sent me into um, an eating disorder. And so I, I think I started it off very slowly where I would just be very careful about what I ate, like very, very, very careful. And then it got to the point where I would be skipping meals and, you know, I was trying not to let anyone else notice because I knew that people would notice and I knew that people would try and talk me out of it. And I think that's what was awful about it was that I didn't want anyone to know so that I could carry on. And I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone um, about it. I just thought, you know, my parents will never understand. My, my friends will never understand because I think it was a struggle going through an eating disorder. And I, I've always been very, very slim and, um, that's just how my body naturally is. And so all my life I've had the comments that are like, oh, you need to put a little bit of weight on and this and that. And so I thought, how can I talk to anyone about wanting to lose more weight when people tell me to put weight on anyway? Like they would never understand. So that's why I didn't want to talk to anyone because I just thought I get skinny shamed so much. But I actually, I don't think that I'm skinny at all. I think that I'm fat. And I genuinely, I thought I was fat. And I look back now and I'm like, oh my God. Like, and you can't see it. And that's what's terrifying is that I would look at myself in the mirror and think I'm too fat. Like I've got too much fat here and here and here. And it's, I, I was tiny. I, like it was so unhealthy and it was getting to the point where I, I was like very underweight. And, but I didn't feel like I could talk about it. I was just sort of stuck with myself and I was punishing myself for having the issues and for not being able to talk to anyone. But at the same time I was on just this mission to push everybody out like I didn't want to talk to anyone because nobody else would understand like you know my friends couldn't possibly understand this they've all got perfect bodies like none of them struggle when actually I think as you grow up you realize that everybody is fighting their own battles with body image and so some of the girls that I probably looked at at school who were very skinny and who I idolized they probably were having the same issues as me because it's very common to have that as as a young girl but yeah so I, I did I fell into anorexia and then I think after a while people started to notice so 
I remember being, I have this really, I don't really remember a lot from my childhood. Um, I've got anxiety, so I, I struggle with memories quite a bit. But one thing that I remember really vividly is being at the dinner table at my dad's house and my grandma was around and I wouldn't eat the food on my plate. I just refused. And that was the first time I'd, I'd refused to eat anything in front of anyone. And my dad was like, like, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? And um, my nan was like, well, just eat your food. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I can't. And it got to the point where I, so I'd been like restricting my food intake so much that my appetite had decreased. So I didn't feel like I could eat any of it and I didn't want to eat any of it. So I was just sat there like, I'm not eating it. I'm sorry. I'd literally taken like two bites. And I remember going up to my room because I was getting really angry. I was angry at everybody. I was lashing out because they were pointing out something that they'd noticed. They were like, hey, you've got some issues with food. What are you doing? You need to eat. And I was like, just leave me alone. I don't want any of you to talk to me about it. Mm. Because I, I knew that they'd be like, but you're so slim anyway. Like, and say all the things that I didn't want to hear because that's yeah. not what I wanted to hear. I kind of, in a sick way, wanted to hear someone say, yeah, you could do with losing a little bit of weight. I wanted someone to validate it for me. Mm. Um, so I remember running upstairs from the dinner table and my nan followed me upstairs and she was crying. And she was like, what are you doing to yourself? Why are you doing this to yourself? Is it because you think you need to lose weight? She was like, you don't need to lose weight. Look at yourself. And I was just, I felt bad, obviously, because she was crying and so upset. But at the same time, I was like, why is everyone trying to tell me that I'm something that I'm not? Mm. So I was fighting a battle with everybody else who everyone was trying to help me, but I wanted to, because I'd been so consumed in all this stuff and I was still consuming myself in all the like Tumblr and the films and the books. I was just so submerged in it all. I was just like, no, I don't want to hear anything different other than you need to lose weight. So it was awful. Yeah. So what changed? So I think after that occasion, my dad spoke to my mum and my mum sat me down and told me that I needed to get some counselling. Um, and I went to CAMS, I think it was. And I don't have a particularly positive view on CAMS just because I don't feel like it helped me too much. But I think it benefited me to talk about it regardless. Yes. So I went and spoke to a lady. She was very, very lovely. Um, I actually had, had a boyfriend at the time as well who would take me to those appointments. And it was nice to have someone like him who sort of just held my hand through it all and wouldn't tell me, you know, oh, you're so skinny, you don't need to. He just sort of took me to the appointments and helped me out and was there for me. And so we used to sit down and she talked to me about where all my issues had come from and stuff. And I don't think I was particularly open about all the social media stuff. I think that I was very quick to be like, well, my mum and dad got a divorce, so it's because of that. But... I think it, it definitely did make me reflect and I saw her quite a few times and she sat me down one day and she said, how close do you think you are to needing to be hospitalized to like force you to, you know, eat some food and get some nutrition into you? And I was like, I think I'm just teetering over the edge. Like I was very, very close because I think everyone was worried that they would need to put me in hospital at some yeah. point. 
just because I wasn't eating enough. Like I was constantly running around and wanting to do things with my friends and, but I was so tired all the time and I wasn't getting enough into my body that my body needed. And I think that that's something that you miss when you have issues with your body and have an eating disorder is that like your body needs that is needs to survive and I I just had no idea and when she said that to me and I realized how close I was to going into hospital I was like I don't want to be in hospital I've got a life I've got a boyfriend I've you know I'm about to take this is and I was about to take my GCSEs I think as well so I was in like year 10 11 I was like what am I doing and I think that that despite the counselling not being very helpful for me as a whole, because I did still struggle afterwards. But I think that was like the eureka moment where I was like, oh my God, like I really don't want to be doing this anymore. So I think that was the point where I realised that things needed to change. Wow. And great great that that happened because we're glad that you're with us and you didn't get (laughs) hospitalised. I am very, very lucky, very lucky that I had that moment because I don't think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people just suffer in silence and even though I was like rejecting the counselling and I was like well this is stupid I'm glad that I had that moment even though the rest of it wasn't that helpful I'm glad I had that moment where I was like this is a path I don't ever want to go down ever yeah and I just listening and interesting in terms of like human behavior and what drives us at our core and a lot of people listening will have heard me talk about six human needs and driving force, etc. And in order to feel connected, because you didn't feel connected, you got your connection through getting engrossed and, and then having this blog and connecting with people who thought like you, uh, once you got sucked into that, and then pushing everybody else away, yeah. not connecting with the people who actually really loved and cared about you because you didn't want to let them in to talk you out of it yeah self-harm then when you find yourself isolated and self-loathing often is a form of connecting back with yourself and your feelings because you don't know where to direct that because we have to meet our needs and love and connection is one of them and so is certainty which is otherwise known as being in control (laughs) and controlling our world So it's interesting how those two, love and connection and certainty for you, were definitely Mm. part of what was driving you, even though it was in a direction that was not going to serve you or be sustainable for the long term. Sometimes when when young people that I work with who have eating disorders, watching what got them to that point, often driven by a need to be in control of their world, a need to feel loved and connected and a need to feel significant as if they're valuable and have value mm-hmm. in the yeah. world. And then when the condition kind of starts to get out of control and like you were kind of just on that brink of being admitted into hospital, you know, at that point you are very in control Yeah, and controlling <laughs> all the events around you yeah you are very significant because now people are really worried and you're the center of everybody's attention and you're very connected because you know all they want to do is shower you with all this love and affection to try and get you better again yeah (laughs) so you meet those needs unconsciously not meaning to at a really high level and that's why it's such a dangerous place to be and so to get that pain point of like, oh my God, what am I doing to myself? 
to yeah. be able to turn that around and meet those needs using a more positive way is definitely such a a great place to be the pain that turns it around before it goes beyond so tell us what next you had that revelation like oh my god what am i doing to myself yeah the the next few years are a bit of a blur but i i remember reconnecting with food and having a very very healthy relationship with food i just sort of slowly started to get back into eating properly and obviously because my appetite had been suppressed um it was difficult for a while to actually eat some more but i started you know building it up and up and up and then once i was comfortably eating full meals i could sort of eat eat what i wanted without feeling bad about it so like you know the piece of cake the chocolate bar that was really really positive um and then i think I hit a few bumps in the road a little bit later on. I never had the same struggle with, you know, falling into an eating disorder again. But I think the problem that a lot of girls have at the moment, and I still get it to this day, it doesn't affect me as much to this day, but as I was going through my journey, it was difficult to to deal with, is the, um, like, skinny shaming, I guess, and just, like, body shaming coming from other people. So I had started to be really nice to myself and I was looking after myself and I was in a great place and then suddenly people still didn't think that was good enough I guess and I would I would get comments like publicly from people who I wasn't even that close to about my weight and thankfully I was in a good mindset so I was thinking sort of like you know I don't I know I don't need to get any any thinner and I know I'm in a good place and I know that my weight isn't a bad thing but it hurt to know that people were thinking that I had some sort of issue still or that, you know, I was too skinny. And I think skinny, it's been quite a harmful word for me. I feel like it's quite aggressive. I prefer, you know, like slim, do you know what I mean? I yes. feel like it's a, bit, it's a bit of a kinder word, isn't it? But yes. skinny, people always say it when they're trying to be like malicious or when they're saying it to you, like looking at you like, oh, you're so skinny and I'm not. I just feel like it's got such a negative... Mm feeling around it and I really I don't like it at all about four years ago I was working in retail and I would always be very cold I'm always cold I don't know whether it's because I'm slim or just my mum's always cold as well so I think I've got it from her uh, <laughs> cheers mum but I remember walking around all the time so we were working around the fridges in this supermarket that I worked in and I would always be like oh I'm so cold I'm so cold and these these grown women who have daughters and sons of their own would say you know oh it's because you need to get a bit more meat on your bones or I would talk about my love life and people would be like men prefer women with a bit more meat on their bones and just those comments I would I would just stand there and think to myself firstly like you're so ignorant and secondly it's a good job that I'm not in the midst of my eating disorder because you would that comment would just make me spiral and I don't think people think about how they say things because like as I said I was out of it then and thankfully I'd made a really healthy recovery and I never went back down that road again. And I was very lucky because I know a lot of people don't have it that easy. But to have those comments, I was just like, God, that if you said that to the wrong person, that could ruin someone's life. And I don't mean to make it sound like so, you know, world ending, but it could, it's, it's, words can really hurt someone. And every time they'd say them to me, they'd really sting. And I was just like, God, I'm glad that I am happier and healthier now. Mm. 
and able to not let that affect me because yeah so I think that that skinny shaming and people's view around skinny people has become quite toxic since since I made a recovery if that makes sense yeah so what would you say to young people you are a young person young people (laughs) people your age and and in their teens because I think that is it's hormones in high school isn't it there's so much going on and so much pressure and so much chemically storming through our bodies yeah both for, for young girls and boys um who are struggling because you know you look online and every everybody looks perfect and there yeah. are so you know in the episodes prior to this talking about you know filters and fillers and photoshop and nothing is what it seems but yeah. that's what they are consuming like you did yeah is having such a negative impact on the way that they are comparing themselves to those people so share some thoughts about that okay um i would firstly say that a a good relationship with the people that you're close to um is probably the most valuable thing that you can ever have um like i said i just used to push everyone else away and i didn't didn't want anyone to help me um maybe because I didn't feel like anyone could help me and because, you know, I didn't want any help. I just kind of wanted to be consumed in, in this. And I kind of wanted, I wanted to be the victim, I guess. And, um, but I would say that that relationship with them is so valuable because if you don't have people that you can turn to or talk to it, it just leaves you completely on your own. And that's when you start to spiral as in my case where I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody Mm. and therefore it just got worse and worse and worse so I think that just being able to be honest with people and having a good relationship even if it's just with one person um just to be able to talk about things and maybe just really be open and raw and honest with someone and to be able to say hey I'm struggling with this or you know I had this thought or I've been doing this and I think that's really really valuable and then in terms of social media um it's a difficult one because even I find myself falling into the trap sometimes. I think a lot of people do. Um, I, nothing is ever as it seems, ever. And you just have to keep that in the back of your head. I've been training myself recently <laughs> to look at Instagram photos. And every time I'm like, God, I wish I looked like her or, you know, wow, she looks amazing. Look at her waist. Look at this, look at that. I'm like, hang on a minute. This isn't, it's not real. And that's no you know, people do it as their jobs and a lot of people do just look fantastic, but it's, it's not real. There's always filters and editing and Photoshop. And so like so many of the pictures, people do it so well, they edit the pictures and they slim themselves down. And like, you've seen all the pictures on the internet where you could, where people are getting called out for it. Cause like the floorboards yeah. are all wonky. <laughs> people, people have learned to do that really, really well now and they can hide it. And most pictures that you look at are not completely untouched they'll always have something retouched about them yeah and I think people always people comment on my pictures and they say oh your figure is so great like this and that and 
I put filters on mine probably because I've been conditioned to do that. I would, I would never ever, because of the issues that I've had, I would never Photoshop my body ever, but people still do it. And I think you have to realize that you could be following the influencer or the friend to you that seems so honest and raw and open. And they're not because we've all been conditioned to want to look better. And there are these standards that we feel like we have to adhere to. So I think it's really important to remember when you're social media that nothing is ever as it seems and that's coming from someone who puts like a, a filter on on her pictures and yeah I've had I've had I'm not ashamed to admit I've had lip fillers so people probably look at my lips and think wow like they look so good they're not real I'm happy <laughs> they're not real like this is this isn't real I've paid good money for these um, <laughs> but that was just a personal choice of mine not out of insecurity just because I, I wanted it done but I think that looking at other people and starting to compare yourself can become really toxic so I think that building a good relationship with social media at an age where it can really consume your life and it's really important to a lot of people it's how people communicate I think building a good relationship with it and realizing that it is a bit of a demon is very important. Yeah. And I love the fact that you have to have that other voice. It's like having the, the angel and the devil on your shoulder. I do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. other voice that says, hang on, that's not Wait real. Wait a minute. <laughs> Mind you, that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> I would encourage everybody to have that little voice. <laughs> yeah. I've got the one on my shoulder that's like, oh, she looks really good. Like maybe you could you know do some more squats at the gym and you'd have a bum like her and then the other one's like shut up no that's not real yeah definitely done something there or stuck a filter on it or smoothed out the cellulite on her bum like none of it's it's there's always something that's been changed always yes and the funny thing is they're kind of both it's not the angel of the devil really is it they're kind of are both good voices because yeah we want to acknowledge when we think somebody or something is beautiful rather than be spiteful about it or resentful yeah. about it but it's, it's kind of like ad admire it and then realize oh yeah yeah and yes and some of that is probably not real as well not yeah put that extra pressure on uh yourself to be perfect because actually they're not perfect either so. yeah I think it just it's good to just appreciate how other people look appreciate that everybody else is going through their own battles so maybe they're you know making a few tweaks to their pictures and stuff but it's it's never a reason to be hateful or to be jealous or spiteful it's I think it's all just a big learning curve that we're all under the same pressure and that society has got us all under its thumb I guess with this perfect body image and the way that we should look and the way that our pictures should look so yes yeah, it is all about having the right balance with realizing when things aren't real but also not being bitter or spiteful towards the people that are also kind of a victim of it as well because we all are because if those people are faking it to that extent then that actually is a reflection of probably um broad statement but probably of their own insecurities as well yeah and uh, you know and it make, just makes me sad when I hear you know there's a, um, a friend of mine his daughter is I think she's just turned 18 and uh, she won't even send her dad a photograph of herself without filters and making oh, yeah. or whatever and he was just like but she's my daughter I love her of course she's beautiful to me and she is beautiful she doesn't need to put filters on to send a photograph to me I just want yeah. to see how she is so yeah we just want to see people as they are because 
I oh, think yeah. that's that's the best thing, isn't it? Just seeing people as they are and appreciating someone for... Because I think that what I got swept up in was that beauty was a size and it was a way that you can look, but it's not. It's, I Now that I've grown up, I realise that beauty and valuing someone and it's all about who they are inside and how that shines out to other people. I mean, like you can, you can be beautiful on the outside too, but that doesn't mean that you can be beautiful on the inside. And I think it's just like appreciating someone as a whole human being, instead of looking at them as a body or as, you know, a facial structure or that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's an inside job, not an outside job. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. So, Thank you so much for being just like so open and honest. Right. I so appreciate that so much. It's going to, I know absolutely uh, that it's going to help a lot of people that are listening and, uh, and who will be reading our conversation as it gets converted into blogs and things. Uh, it's just, yeah. uh, just such a valuable, valuable conversation to have. So thank you. Any closing thoughts or words that you want to get across to young people listening? Um, just enjoy your life. I spent so many years of my life worrying about what I looked like and falling into this toxic mindset and punishing myself for it. But I think that like, once you realize that life is so valuable and it can be so short, it's so important to just take every moment as it comes and to just appreciate it. Um, I know it can be really hard when you've got all these pressures around you, um, and when you're lost in the midst of a problem like I had and you feel like you can't get out, it's really difficult to see a light at the end of the tunnel. But there always is. You just need to be willing to help yourself. Um, so you don't have to take the help from other people, but start by helping yourself. Don't let yourself get into a place that you can't return from. Um, and it's really difficult. And make sure that you can talk to someone I'm on social media, so if anybody ever wanted to get in contact with me, I'll happily talk to anyone about it. I love helping people. I love talking to people. And I'm very lucky that my situation was so, you know, not as severe as a lot of other people's. But if anyone is sort of teetering on the edge like I was and needs that, that sign, this is, this is your sign. You need to help yourself and just enjoy your life because it's, it can be over so quickly and things can happen and you know it's life isn't it so you just you just need to enjoy it enjoy your life basically (laughs) fabulous great words wise words wise words (laughs) and so thank you um for, for that offer how would people find you on social media um so let me think uh my instagram is oh god i I made it when i was like 14 so (laughs) like my Instagram and my Twitter and stuff they're all the same so it's at Chloe so the name Chloe and then four other e's and then a v so it's got five e's in total five e's one two yeah three, Chloe, four, Chloe five, five e's and a v. a v yeah so anyone ever wants to drop me a message that's the same handle for Twitter and Instagram um I am private on Instagram just because I'm quite a private person but if you send me a message I will still see it so I'm happy to talk to anyone that's so so helpful thank you so much I think that people will be contacting you <laughs> so that is brilliant and uh, if they or if anybody also wants to contact you and ask a question via me also then uh, yeah of course they can do that and I uh, will happily 
pass those questions on or comments or um, good news <laughs> through you know I heard this and it made me realize and so I did that that very often happens uh, when we have guests to interview on the show so that's really awesome thank you so so much you're welcome so you can share with Chloe directly as she said just now or if you want to contact Chloe through ourselves you can do that through www.backontractteens.com or you can email me at tjtwjay at backontractteens.com or contact me via Facebook at TJ Dow. I'm on a mission to reverse the damage to self-esteem and confidence that these images are having on young people. You are beautiful exactly as you are. You just heard it from Chloe. Being beautiful and loving how you look is an inside job. So join me next week when I'll be continuing this topic with some tips from the experts about how to start and continue that inside job to love you just as the amazing you you are and please do share these episodes with as many other people as possible to give them the gift of insight and feeling great too it's such an important topic please do spread these episodes amongst your friends and family and let's positively impact the lives of as many young people as we possibly can so you've been listening to me tj dow on this the spark to your success podcast till next week shine even more brightly bye for now <laughs>